everyone, and welcome to The Darkest Hour. I'm your host, Amanda Jane. There's something extra spooky and extra special going on here on this very episode. Tonight, we're joined by one of my absolute favorite narrators. He's more than that, though. Tonight's guest really knows how to tell a story, and the stories he tells, I promise you haven't heard them. So please welcome Jay Nightmares. I've linked his channel in the description, so please do yourself a favor and subscribe to his channel if you haven't already. You'll thank me later. So, let's get started, shall we? I'm not sure if this is on topic or not, but four years back, I woke up at night, laying in my bed for a few minutes. For context, my bed is facing two tall windows with two curtains, and there was a small crack in the middle of the curtains where you could slightly see outside. Suddenly, what I can only describe as floodlights turned on flooding into my bedroom from the outside, except the light was purple and there was no noise at all. Not sure if it was from pure shock or not, but my body started to shake, to vibrate. I got out of bed and I ran to my parents' room and I didn't turn back. I didn't see the light vanish, but when my parents went to look in my room, it was gone. I stayed up with my parents the rest of the night, which felt like ten minutes, and then it was daylight again. Not sure, like I said, if it fits here, but I wanted to share this and see if anyone else has experienced something like this before. The only kind of proof I have is that the purple light, it stained the middle of my curtains purple, while the others in the house have a faded white color from the sun. The curtain is still purple to this day. Here's a photo I took today. I'm hoping to get some advice on what I should do in my situation. I'm what you'd call a seasoned janitor in the school district I work for. There's no mess I can't wipe clean, and no problem I can't fix. Except this one, this current one that I'm dealing with. This will be my third year working at this particular school, but it all started mid-June, right as school was getting out for the 2022 summer break. In 2019, I had finally earned my seniority at this school, when the last janitor, the one above me, retired, allowing me to request a switch to the evening shift. This position has been the most peaceful three years I've had in my career. Until recently. There's been a lot of construction going on in the hills near our school, and a lot of new houses going up, and a lot of old trees coming down. 
I think the deforestation that's been happening has started to push whatever creatures live in there, out here. There's been an uptick in coyote attacks on the small pets in the area. The local paper reported that our animal control has their hands full with the amount of calls they're receiving about unwanted critters invading their spaces. And don't get me wrong, they'd absolutely be who I'd get in contact with if I actually believed that I was dealing with an animal. Late June, the sun hadn't fully set, and I was watering the plants in the greenhouse out behind our grade one unit. It's a relatively decent-sized glass box, a little over three square meters, filled with tall flowers and vegetation that the classrooms would plant throughout the year. A couple of meters past the greenhouse, we have a chain-link fence encompassing the back of the school's property line, separating us from the forest area just beyond its borders. While watering the plants, the fence starts shaking, and all the little metal wires vibrate like a wave across the chain links. The sound grew from a distant rumble to a fast-approaching quake. I turned off my hose and listened to the last meter it traveled until the fence stopped moving right outside my greenhouse. I ducked behind a row of plants, trying to stay hidden from whatever just bolted up here against that fence. I moved the vines, obstructing my view, and I see what I originally thought was a mountain lion climbing over the fence, but slowly it began to look more and more human by the time it reached the ground inside the property line. The transformation was quick. If I wasn't staring at it directly as it changed, I could have made a mistake that there were two completely different entities that had traded spots. It was only by watching that I saw its grey fur absorbed and replaced with muted pale skin. From all fours, he pushed himself onto his feet as he stood upright. And please hear me out, because maybe it wasn't a tail, but something attached to this thing retracted up into its spinal cord. Naked and dirty, the body was covered in scarred lacerations. Then it tilted its head to its right, like something caught its attention. And as fast as it arrived, it dashed away, but now on two legs. The sun had gone down by the time I mustered up enough courage to move from my hiding position and sprint back to the office. I immediately locked the door behind me. I'd spend the rest of my shift locked in there, terrified, and debating what to do next. Given the circumstances, I'm apprehensive to tell anyone what I saw, fearing it would be impossible to clearly explain exactly what I saw without sounding completely insane. I feel like a lunatic, even sharing my experience here. But the activity is picking up. Multiple times a week, I hear the chain links rumble up and down that fence. Each time, I retreat into my office and lock myself in for the night. I've become, for lack of a better word, desperate. Desperate for any correspondence about what I could be dealing with. So behind technological anonymity, I've arrived here, asking for anything. Coming into work this afternoon, I found a note on my chair left from the morning janitor saying he had to remove a dead elk from the playfield today. It looked partially eaten. Animal control picked up the carcass. Beware of coyotes. I know coyotes didn't kill that elk. I'm afraid for the kids when school starts up again. How would you handle this?
I've looked online, but I haven't stumbled upon anything like what a friend and I saw a few years ago. Maybe someone here can provide insight or point me in the right direction. I'm going to say that it was summer, about 1990. I lived in a small town in Pennsylvania. A friend and I were heading to the next town over, and we were taking a shortcut on a rural road. Houses were few on this road. We reached a stop sign, intending to turn right and head towards the main road, and there was a house on our left. It was dark outside at the time, and we saw a strange pattern of lights above the house. We thought maybe they were having a get-together in the back, and we were seeing some sort of dance lights. Haze and fog aren't uncommon, so we thought the light was just hitting the low-hanging fog. The light pattern was ghostly pale, not bright at all. It consisted of a central round light, surrounded by smaller circular round balls, smaller than the center one. It was like 20 feet over the top of the house. The outer balls would rotate around the center, slow to a stop, converge towards the center ball, and then return to their former position and begin to rotate again. We sat there for about two minutes, watching, debating what it was. The owner must have seen us sitting at the top, and they turned the porch light on and opened the front door. We just left at that point. As we reached the main road, we saw the light moving across the sky. It was dim, and the mountain terrain made it difficult to keep in sight. We saw it off in the distance, not a very high altitude, but a fair distance from us. We eventually lost sight of it as the road ran downhill and never saw it again. To this day, still have no idea what we saw. It didn't appear to be solid, but rather ghostly, glowing balls of light. We told some friends what we saw, and of course, we were laughed at. I still talk to my buddy. We're 1,200 miles apart now, but he remembers too. I'm not making any claims in the least, just saying I have no idea. So this happened in the 90s. I had thought I had seen an episode before it aired. The TV show was Melrose Place and everyone in my family and extended family was enthralled by it. So one night as a teenager, I was watching late night TV. I remember that I clearly saw one of the characters that was killed off on the show. Accident, head trauma, I can't remember what exactly. Come back to life. She had this scar across her head and a wig that covered it up pretty good. So we're all sitting around the living room watching the next installment of Melrose Place and I stated out loud that I'd seen the episode before and that Kimberly comes back from the dead and has a massive scar under that wig. Everyone immediately started berating me and making fun of me. That's one hell of a wig, I replied. I swear that's what happens. Fine, 
You'll all see. The TV show hadn't shown that episode yet, but I watched it somehow. A few weeks later, we're all doing the same thing, watching the new episode. And sure enough, Kimberly had come back from the dead and had a huge scar under her wig. They looked at me strange after that. I've always been curious about something I can't explain. It was fifth grade, and it was the last night at camp. We were roasting marshmallows, going through a series of questions with our counselor. The questions we came up with would be presented the following day at our farewell breakfast. Honestly, I don't remember any of the questions other than, what was your favorite food at camp? I remember my answer was French toast because... They literally had the best I've ever had. I thought about it ever since. Anyway, the experience. After we'd all finished shouting answers at our counselor, everyone started to settle down and continued to eat their s'mores in peace. I had to pee and my camp BFF had to pee. So in honor of our buddy system, we walked the couple of yards away to the bathrooms. Just as we approached, we saw something peeking out from behind the bathroom cabin. For a moment, it was still. Even as we walked closer and asked each other if we saw it. To me, it was glowing somehow. Was it the light from the bathroom? I couldn't tell. It looked to be about my height, but dressed in something shiny and dark like a costume of some sort. As we got closer, I could see that it had a small body, but a rather large head. The head didn't really have features, not that I could tell. It quickly ducked behind the building, and my friend and I both sort of yell in shock or excitement. We didn't really discuss it, we just started running towards the back of the bathrooms. When we made it, there was nothing there. It wasn't like we ran for long. We'd literally only taken a couple of seconds to get there. We circled the building. Nothing. We looked towards the woods behind the bathrooms, but it was too dark to see much of anything at all. We both swore that we could see something glowing in the woods. As we stood there, it got further and further away until we saw just darkness again. We both thought that it was so strange that we saw nothing back there so quickly after definitely seeing something back there. I don't know if it's paranormal, but it's definitely unexplained. My dad and I were driving near Yosemite National Park, summer of 2007. We'd been camping with family nearby, but per usual my dad needed more dip and I needed more candy. I was 15 at the time, so not quite old enough to drive on my own, no license. However, with no one being on the roads, it was late and I was responsible enough 
My dad let me drive to the little store. We'd been driving maybe five minutes, basically long enough to make it off the gravel camping road and onto the slightly more paved gravel road to the highway. The road had trees on either side, but it wasn't covered by the forest, so you could really see the night sky, all the stars, everything. My dad motions for me to slow down. So I do by pulling off to the side. He tells me, no, just stop where I am. He gets out of the truck, telling me, throw it in park. I follow him. He's pointing up, and I see what he's trying to show me. Three rather giant bright lights overtaking the sky above us. I'm in shock, asking my dad what we're looking at, but before he can even answer, we both sort of zone out. Still watching, but not talking. Suddenly, the three lights in unison disappear. Not like they were shut off, but instead zoomed out until they were specks. It felt like it was in the blink of an eye. I've never seen anything move that quickly in the sky. With everything that's been released in the last couple of years regarding UFOs specifically, I'm inclined to believe that's what we saw that night. Has anyone else ever experienced anything like that? In California? Or elsewhere? The part I can't shake is how drawn we were to it. My dad told me it felt like he couldn't physically look away. I felt the same. So what do you think? My son and I were sitting around the campfire while my brother was playing guitar. My son points straight up above us and asks, who's that standing in the trees? I turn my gaze in the direction his little fingers are pointing. My eyes aren't yet adjusted to the dark, but my brother also stops his strumming and now he's looking into the branches. From across the fire, I hear him say, Brendan, you see that up there? I still don't. Both of them become completely silent. My brother slowly sets down his guitar, replacing it with his Fenix HT-18 flashlight. The beam from this light is powerful, capable of reaching up to a half mile. Needless to say, wherever he scanned instantly became lit up like it was midday. He pans this bright spotlight back and forth above our heads, searching for whatever he and my boy just saw. When he returns to his chair, he sets the flashlight down and says, I swear to God, man, I thought I saw someone standing in those trees over there. I stand up and begin to stare into the dark trees in front of us. My brother and I are experienced hunters, so... His adamacy about it being a someone in the trees rather than a something made me rather nervous. I still felt like it was so dark I couldn't see anything but the silhouettes of the trees. Still scanning, I hear my son say something, but he's quiet, so I have to ask him to repeat himself. It's still there. Can you see it? I tell him I don't think I can see anything, but I'm trying. What the hell? 
My brother turns his light back on. You don't see this, Ken? Follow my light. I hear my brother shout whisper from across the fire, and then it clicks. I thought I was looking for someone or some animal. I was looking lower. But what I saw moving in front of us, within the trees, were things that appeared to be almost as tall as the trees themselves. In fact, at first that's what I thought they were. I didn't even think anything of them swaying back and forth until now. Whatever these were, they were absent of natural color. Instead, they were solid black voids, even with this bright light. They were absolutely separate from anything around them. Their movement was subtle, but massive. My brother and I shared a brief exchange, questioning if it looks like they're getting closer. We can't decide. I'm pretty sure they are. My son points to the right of where I'm looking. And sure enough, there's more. And they're moving in, so to speak. Then the light is cut as my brother rapidly moves towards the tent, likely grabbing his rifle. I move towards my son, stepping us both back towards the tent. Without the light, it's almost impossible to see anything besides the fire. I can't even tell if those things are still there. Everything is dark. My brother returns the light, and as he turns around and points his rifle towards the trees, I watch as the flashlight moves from side to side, scanning the same area we just had, and nothing. Whatever the hell those things were, they were now completely gone. Needless to say, so were we. We never went back to that particular spot again. I don't know that those things meant harm, but their presence was incredibly intimidating. So, I think we made the right choice. When I was younger, there were several years my family lived in a small town outside of Yosemite National Park, a town called Arnold. The skies, they're incredibly open and clear out there, especially in the spring and summer. This was summer, probably 1998. It was the second time I'd stayed at my grandparents' house. My grandparents ran a golf course, and though their house wasn't on the course, it was nearby. I'd just finished showering and I was getting ready for bed when I see my grandpa standing outside, just staring up into the sky. I move closer to the back door and I see that it's both my grandma and grandpa looking up. I walk outside and instantly I see what they're staring at. Lights. Not just lights, though, like that you'd see on a plane, these were three perfectly round balls of light, almost blue, forming a triangle shape. 
and pulsating several feet above our heads. What the heck is that? I asked. No response. Eventually, my grandpa says, Does it look like it's above the course to you two? Referring to the golf course. Yeah, it sort of does, my grandma responds. But we just keep staring. We see the lights rapidly form together, creating one large ball of light. Then, the brightest light I've ever seen expands across the sky and straight down, before immediately shooting up. Faster than just about anything I've seen shoot up into the sky. And it was followed by darkness. It was like we broke out of some sort of trance, my grandpa making his way inside, grabbing his keys to the golf cart. He says he's got to go check on the course. My grandma convinces him, do it in the morning. And so he does, wait. The next morning, a perfectly round, large patch of grass was completely dead. It wasn't charred in color, but instead that patch was brown, while the remainder of the 14th hole and the rest of the course was the appropriate green. I wish I remembered what came of all that, but I have to believe nothing. What exactly could you report? How exactly do you hold someone accountable? I mean, whoever or whatever did that was long gone immediately after. Very strange experience. Not the first time I've spied something in those open skies. Share this with as many people as possible, as many outlets as possible. Spread this information before it disappears. I'm doing my part before I disappear. Soon, the government will release information acknowledging the existence of extraterrestrial beings, as the world will undoubtedly lean into entropy, rather its latter, They'll use this unrest to launch a staged attack against its citizens, systematically decreasing the population while attempting to incite a new world order to defend against this new threat. Through domestic terrorism on an earthly level and in an attempt to maintain power, they'll turn the people against these invaders, rejecting proposed changes to their way of life. Extraterrestrial beings have lived amongst us for decades. They are not the enemy. Their political influence has been the stepping stones of our species. Recently, tensions have been growing amongst humans. A pursuit of harmony capsized and stranded on the rocks of greed. We've been too busy fighting amongst ourselves. Differences in our appearances and expression of life or scrutinized under a microscope by one another simply because we haven't seen something that perspectively contrasts our features and values on a galactic level the stationed beings 
They don't need anything from us. Their advanced civilizations would have no troubles taking what they wanted from us at any time since making first contact. Do not believe the media when they say this invasion comes from somewhere else. It's ruthless devastation. Too visceral for humanity to believe that we could possibly commit upon ourselves. Destruction unthinkable of human capabilities. But it is. All of this was shown to me last night. It was the first encounter I've ever had. I live in Bisbee, Arizona, and I was taking the dogs for a nightly walk. We'd gotten a couple of blocks past the house, walking on a long stretch of a two-way road. The sun had just set behind us, and while the dogs and I get to the road sign we traditionally turn around at, I stopped to look at the stars beginning to poke out as it grew darker. When I looked straight above me, there is a completely black, perfect circle, blocking out a section of stars. Directly in the center of this black circle, one star appears and begins to grow. Then it bathes me in a beam of light. The dog leashes are ripped from my hand, but I'm frozen in the white light. My body feels like it's made out of stone. I try to yell, but nothing comes out. My vocal cords didn't vibrate. Only air came out. The hot desert air grows cold around me, and although I can't move my head through the thick beam, I see the horizon line sink below my view. I was being raised into the sky. A flash of blue dropped me down to my feet again, but this time, the soles of my shoes collided with metal. The walls of this room were lined with detailed neon fractals that acted as a source of illumination for the room. They delivered information to me telepathically as I was alone in this room. Then, as suddenly as I was picked up, I was back on my feet, on the sidewalk again. My dogs still haven't returned home, and I don't know why I was chosen to relay any sort of message. I'm only doing as I was asked. But I guess it's you who will ultimately give it life, or let it die amongst the afterthought. Here's we've reached the end of tonight's episode, but don't miss a brand new one every Friday night, and keep your eyes peeled for those occasional compilation videos. You just never know when I'm going to drop one. I want to thank those who shared their stories, and a big thanks to all of you for listening. And of course, thank you again to Jay Nightmares for joining me on this episode, and I hope you'll all check out his channel. 
Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to The Darkest Hour, and tap the bell so you never miss a thing. Huge shout out to my patrons for their unwavering support. Misanthropia, Shane Q, Monica L, The Dark Cosmos, Zoe Watt, Shelly B, Donald C, Rat Girl, Alicia S, and Aaron G. If you want to support The Darkest Hour in other ways, consider joining my Patreon, patreon.com slash thedarkesthour. Keep up with me and all things Darkest Hour over on my Instagram, at thedarkesthourYT, or follow me on Twitter, AmandaJaneTDH. Do you have stories like these? I'd love to share them. Send them to me, AmandaDarkestHour at gmail.com, or on the Darkest Hour subreddit, The Darkest Hour YT. Stay spooky.